Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, you snooze, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. This League Uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. It will be a good one, even though we're a day late. And the fact that we are a day late is totally, completely 100% my fault. <laughs> Chris Haynes is the one with the crazy travel schedule. He's the one who has at least one midweek game that he needs to go to, often two. He's on planes all week long. I am not, but it is me, Mark Stein. Put this one on me. Sunday, I covered Suns Mavs in Dallas, which started early and really was one of the best regular season showcases of the season just a great really as good as a regular season game can be and from there i bolted very quickly to the airport to make a west coast trip sources say i may or may not be in the desert right now at the most idyllic tennis setting in the world (laughs) known as indian wells Sources cannot confirm that, but it may be true. So between all that travel Sunday, I was not, I, it was me. I was not able to, uh, to get pinned down long enough for us to record this. So we moved it back one day, but of course, no shortage of stuff to get into. And I think it's safe to say we can only start in one place with where things are in this league. The John Morant situation in Memphis, absolutely shocking. It was just last week that we had a very explosive investigative report from the Washington Post citing various police reports about alleged incidents involving Morant and some people close to him. And that naturally created quite a stir after the incident in late January where members of the Indiana Pacers traveling party alleged that they also felt threatened by some of the people who were close to Ja. And after all of those things, early Saturday morning, hours after the Grizzlies lose in Denver, it is Ja on his own social media channel, live streaming on Instagram. Ja live streaming himself with what appeared to be a gun, you know, absolute shockwaves all around the league. You know, obviously he is on this minimum two game leave of absence from the Grizzlies, but you know, one suspects he's going to be away from the team for a longer period, man. 
you know, I've seen different people weigh in on this and the commentary behind it. And I get it. I understand. I, am I, I'm not surprised by any of it. Stein. I'm really not. I, you know, I, that probably sounds bad to say I'm not, but, um, Ja, like I'm not trying to lecture Ja at this point because everybody's doing it, but he he knows he can't behave the you know he can't behave this way as a face of a franchise uh, with a signature shoe that just recently came out. You know he's arguably one of the, one of the top young stars we have in this league. You know just with the fan base, my daughter, my daughter Journey, my youngest daughter, she's 11. Ja Morant is her favorite player. And I was covering the Grizzlies Timberwolves playoff series last last year, and I was staying in the same hotel um, with the Grizzlies. And she really wanted a picture with Ja. And it just so happened we were in the lobby at the same time, going in the elevator around the same time. I asked Ja if we could take a picture, and, and he did. She loves that picture she has in in her room. And so I've been I've had to explain to her. Um, the significance of this because she's asking me like what's going on and so it's a conversation to be had for sure but I'll say this I don't know what he's going through but I can somewhat relate when you come from not having a lot of money to having money all of a sudden having success having somewhat of notoriety it can be a challenging trajectory if you're not truly prepared and and much and and just on a mature level if you're not much you know if you're not mature enough to handle what's about to come at you so i remember you know stan you know i i got married when i was 21 so it's approaching what 20 years uh, so far hasn't been the easiest for sure Definitely hasn't been hasn't been easy at all. Uh, but I remember Stein when my career started to take off. <laughs> and when my career started to take off, you know when your career started to take off, you start, you know, there's there's people that's praising you. They're there's they're um you know, they want pictures, they want autographs, they want your attention, they want your advice. And so I remember when this started happening you know, out the blue. And I remember I, I would go home sometimes and, and I'm just going to be blunt, Stein. It would be, it would be some shit. I just wouldn't take anymore at the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, some shit that I would tolerate at the house before I just wasn't going to take it anymore. Cause damn it, I'm Chris B. Hangs now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not taking this shit no more. You know? So it, it, it got to a point where, you know, it, it was a rocky period for, for a few years. I'm not going to lie, but, I'm only saying that to say that I understand how it is to all of a sudden try, you know, you're trying to handle this new notoriety or this new somewhat power that you have or this influence that you have. And you're trying not to let it get the best of you to where it won't affect your everyday life. And, um, and I think that's where Jai is at right now where he's trying to, I think that's where he has to come to terms with. He has to get a sense and get a feel for, um, you know, what it's like being in the limelight like this 24-7, being a face, one of the faces, young faces of the league, uh, face of the franchise, and potentially a face of a shoe brand, which he just got his own signature Nike shoe. And so he has to, he needs the right people in his corner that's going to keep him, help him, because ultimately it's, it's all up to him. But it will help if there's people in this corner that's kind of telling them, hey, we need to be moving a different way. But it's on him, right? He's got to choose those people. He's got to make sure that it's the right people in his corner. I don't, I'm with you. I don't want to sit here and lecture him either because everyone is doing that. And frankly, there are people far more qualified to do it than me. But, you know, I wrote this. Monday morning, and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I, I, I do believe it. When John Morant has such a ceiling as a player that when the Grizzlies, remember, in the 2019 lottery, they were supposed to have the eighth pick, 
based on odds. They leapt up to number two. And at the time it happened, you know, they had just traded Mark Gasol away. They knew they were going to trade Mike Conley away. Grit and grind was over. And this is one of the league's smallest markets. They're never known for getting free agents. Moving up in that lottery from eight to two to be able to draft John Morant was seen by many people around the league as a franchise saving moment because Morant has the ceiling to be that good. I mean, you said it, Jerry Brewer wrote this in the Washington post and a great point that I, that I wish I had thought of, cause I'm constantly talking about how it's all these foreign guys who are at the forefront of the MVP chase, Giannis, Jokic, Luka, Embiid, when we're looking for young American stars, the next generation, not your Durant, your Curry's, your LeBron's. When we're looking at the young American set, you know, John Morant is one of those guys who has the ability to be an MVP. That's how talented and electric this guy is. And now, though, he, he has to focus on saving himself. Again, I'm not trying to – I don't want to be preachy. I'm not trying to overstate things and be hyperbolic, but I, I don't think it's an exaggeration. You know, he, that was, that was Ja on his own Instagram. So like he did this, this, this most recent incident over the weekend. He took, you know, he took responsibility for it with a mea culpa, which was strong and direct, but you know, he's got to want to fix this more than anyone. Now the Grizzlies, you know, I don't know that they've been as stern as they should be in trying to help him to this point. Presumably that will change now because this is all out in the open. You know, has the league done its part? You know, I think we there are still so many questions and so many things we don't know. But, you know, Ja has to be the number one guy fixing this. And I hope he does because it's not just your daughter. This guy has a lot of fans around the league. He is one of the most enjoyable players to watch and uh you know nobody wants to be talking about this kind of stuff nobody so there are a couple elements that the nba and i know law enforcement in colorado what they're trying to investigate or look into you know this was done on the road this was at a club in denver i believe and so there's questions of okay did he personally bring the pistol in himself and then being on the road there's a question as to well did he have the pistol on the team playing and i think i have to look at somebody sent me the bylaws I believe of the cba and the rules and of of how you can carry and what you can, what you can and cannot carry on the on a team flight and i think that is in violation if he was to have that on a flight. So there's a couple little elements right there that that they're trying to get answers to. And and so I don't know. You know, the Grizzlies put out a statement saying at least two games. He sat out the game against the Clippers, in which they lost. Uh, the Clippers came back and won. They was down by 16. And so, uh, you know, we don't know. So it's, it's what is it being called? It's being officially called uh, indefinitely, I believe. Yeah, and it's it's – it's not, I mean, you know, it's a suspension, but nobody's using the word suspension. I mean, it, you know, really, yeah, I mean, the, the Grizzlies have made it sound like that this is a personal leave for John Morant. You know, they're not using the word suspension. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how much longer this lasts. I don't think anybody expects this to only be a two-game absence. The one, you know, the CBA element is something that, that we do know because that, that's happened before with, the Gilbert Arenas, Javaris Crittenden thing in Washington. Um, that, you know, if you have a, basically the CBA says that if, if there is a, if there is a firearm on team, on team premises or on a team plane or anything like that, like that's an automatic 50 game suspension. So that's why I think, as you alluded to, the league is trying to ascertain, you know, where was the gun before the Instagram video um, and all other manner of questions tied to that? It's just, yeah. I mean, this is just, again, 
nothing that any of us really wanted to be discussing. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't even know how to artfully, uh, I don't even know how to, where to artfully take it after that. I mean, look at, at the end of the day, it's, it's all up to Ja, like we said, it's, it's all up to Ja. It's not, it's not about his, the people he's around. They're a part of it. They're a part of it. But even them, that's ultimately Ja's decision on yeah. what he's going to do moving forward, how he's going to move, the people he's going to have in his corner. And, you know, even with the reports that have been coming out over the last few months, so whenever, it's, it's, it's still problematic. Like, it's still, even if he's exonerated from these things, these stories coming out, getting into these type of situations is still problematic. So, look, man, I covered, like, I, I believe I had his first sit-down interview when he when he um, declared for the NBA draft. I flew. This was this was the night that Damian Lillard hit that crazy three over Paul George. It was that night when they when he eliminated OKC. I took a red eye. The game ended like at ten thirty. My flight was like at twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. I took a red eye to Florida. I forgot the city in Florida that Ja was training at, but I took a red eye to Florida for a morning sit-down interview from the, a pod, the former pod, podcast I had. And um, he was great. And I remember talking to him, and I, I asked him, I said, what, what's he, what is your natural position in the NBA? And he said, point guard. And I said, okay, point guard. He said, no, no, point guard. I'm like, oh, oh. I remember I remember him telling me that his dad was there. They, they were all laughing. I was just shocked that a, somebody who wasn't even drafted yet was was speaking that high of himself. But he's definitely lived up to the billing. And I, I hope, you know, he's, he's an amazing talent, man. I love his pops, his uncle, man. They, they, got, they got real good people, man. So I'm, I'm pulling for him to, to get this thing together. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu Let's try to move this back to basketball because as I said my Sunday started with a very very early tip off the American Airlines Center but it was uh, 
I am not a morning person. Leaving leaving for a game at nine a.m. is is uh, is always going to be a struggle for me. But man, was it worth it! Absolute fantastic matinee. Suns Mavs. Uh, Durant and Booker go for seventy three. Of course, everybody saw the fireworks at the end when Luka Doncic missed the short shot in the lane that could have tied things up. He and Booker ended up going nose to nose. There was a lot there, but I think the main thing you come away with is this Suns team in its infancy infancy in the Durant era looking awfully dangerous uh, already early in this incarnation, despite concerns about their bench and maybe not having enough, enough depth beyond the four guys they've stacked up in that starting lineup with KD joining Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. This was a rare occasion, Chris Haynes, where you were forced to watch on television, and I was at the big. Uh, I was at the big showdown. What did uh, what do you, what do you make of the Sun so far with KD? I mean, KD's fitting. <laughs> He's fitting in exactly how I thought he was going to fit in. Man, this is one of the most efficient scores we have. He can do it. You know, he just blends in, and KD says that. You know, I can play in any system, any coach. I mean, he's showing it. He's not even like he's not even going out there shooting a whole bunch of shots. He's scoring, getting twenty and thirty, really just really efficiently, man. And I'm not, I can't say I'm impressed. It's just what I expected. But you know, they still have to get their rhythm. Chris Paul is still trying to. It's like he offensively, like he's still trying to find where he fits in at. But he's still running the show and getting a high number of assists. But, you know, that was a really good game. Definitely, you know, I think everybody's obviously talking about Luka and uh, Devin Booker, little skirmish there at the end. And, you know, hopefully we'll we'll see those those two teams matched up in the playoffs again because there, there was already history uh, before. Now you add in the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving dynamic to that, so it, that's going to be even more compelling. But, again, I've said it. I said it before Kevin Durant stepped foot on the floor for the Phoenix Suns, I said, barring injuries, I still think Phoenix is the team to beat. And Stein, real quick, real, let, let me let me talk about this team real quick. We'll we'll get back to Phoenix, the Clippers, Stein. So they had lost, you know, that was a team just a couple of weeks ago w- was looking like a real NBA championship contender team. They were starting to find find their groove, and they lost five in a row. And they just won. So we're recording this. What is this? Tuesday. This is Monday. Monday night. They we won Sunday. They beat Memphis. That did that did, a Memphis team that didn't have Dylan Brooks or John Morant or God. What's the guy? Um, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. Steven Brandon Adam. Clark. Stephen Adam. Yeah. So they came back and beat them. But so Stein, I was covering the last couple of, of Clipper games. Stein. So here I am going to cover this Clipper game, and again, all the buzz is that the Clippers have found their form. They're finally they're finally getting healthy. Kawhi Leonard is getting back into shape, and they found their fat. They found their form, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this team. So I cover one game, they lost that game. Cover another game, they lost that game. So then I'm covering their the Clippers Warriors. And so we go to shoot around. For those who don't know, shoot around is like a little mini practice session the morning of the game. So I go to Clippers shoot around. I talk to Russ and I talk to Nicholas Batum. And Batum is my guy. You know, I covered him back in the Portland days. So Batum tells me, don't talk to me. I'm like, what you mean don't talk to you? Don't talk to me. Every game you've been to, we've lost. I'm like, oh, you blaming it on me. Like, oh, okay, yeah, every game you've been. So we started, like, telling his teammates, yeah, every game we Chris has been to, we've lost. Get out of here. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll leave him alone. So, Stein, the Warriors, like, the Warriors start putting a pounding on the Clippers in the third quarter. It's just bad, Stein. And so, you know, as a sideline reporter, I get to go behind the team's bench and kind of listen in on, you know, what's being talked about, what's being said amongst the players and coaches. And so Warriors go on this crazy run. Clippers call a timeout. Warriors are up big in the third quarter. 
So I go by the go go behind the Clippers locker room. I mean, excuse me. I go behind the Clippers bench, and Batuta just staring at me, staring at me, mad, just staring at me. And remember, I'm right behind the bench, and so I just start laughing. And so I'm like, I, I had to like kind of stop myself because you know all these players are pissed right now. You know what I'm saying? What just happened? So I had to kind of like turn my back. Batuta just mugging at me, staring at me, blaming me. For what for what they did on the court, man. But they got they got a win in Memphis, and I wasn't there. I think I got another Clipper game in a few weeks. We'll see or not if I truly am am the jinx. But that, that was tough right there. I, I'm I'm almost laughing right there behind their bench, you know, while they're just getting blown out. I, I I hope you are the jinx because I don't want the jinx to be Russ. I find myself rooting for him. Even though, I you know I I don't I don't I just feel like he's this is a guy who's headed to the Hall of Fame eventually. He he's had an incredible career, and I I, I just don't like seeing the punching bag that that he had become during parts of his time with the Lakers. And I really wanted to see this Clipper thing work, but I, you know when they during that zero and five start a very trusted scout actually reached out to me and said, man, the Russ curse is real. And I'm like, hold on a second. The Clippers, there's always been the so-called Clipper curse. First of all, there are no such thing as curses, really. There are no, we, there, you know, we love to talk about curses in sports, but come on, we don't really believe in them, do we? But like this scout who, who one of my most trusted, uh, one of the most trusted set of eyes that I've, I've come to, you know, I really respect the way he sees the game. And he said, yeah, man, I, I, I have a bad feeling that this, this is the Russ curse because Russ has not played poorly as a Clipper. I mean, he's, he's given them, he's given them better production in some ways than he was given the Lakers, but I just don't know if he fits right with the, you know, they, they, they made these, they made three bold moves, you know, pretty, maybe bold's too strong. They made three strong moves at the deadline to bring in Eric Gordon and Plumlee and Bones Highland. And then they, you know, then they went for Russ and it's just, is it one move too many? I mean, they, they've just, you're right. They were, they heading into the trade deadline all-star period. They looked like they were on a great trajectory and now it has gone completely the other way. And, yeah, the only win with Russ is against a, a very depleted and chaos-ridden Memphis team. So it is it is not looking good, and I don't have the answer. I, you know, I'm just kind of watching from afar trying to make sense. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And the last episode we did, Stein, I talked about how we talked about how Russ is still qualifies for the Sixth Man of the Year award. And so it's funny, Stein. So <laughs> I don't know if I should say it, but I'm going to say it. So I talked to Russ before that game, that last game against the Warriors that I covered. And I asked him, I said, hey, you, you know, you are technically you still do qualify. Because you're not go- you're going to play more games this season as a reserve than a starter, so you still qualify for that six man of year award. He was I was like, how do you feel about it? And I said this on TNT uh, during the during the game. He was like, Chris, what's my model? Why not? He said, why not? He said, you know, he said I bust. He said I busted my ass to to fit into a, a new role I wasn't accustomed to, and you know I think the team has success. He said he has success, and he said, hey, if he gets a, enough votes to to win that award. He'll definitely accept that. That'd definitely be something that he he would cherish. So it's funny. Uh, I, I'm not gonna name him, but it, it's funny. So <laughs> we uh, you know, so I the the a conver- I was having a conversation with one of the uh a person a staff member for the Clippers. I'll just say that, and we brought up the six man a year award. Like, okay, like. Now, now that you guys have two six man a year candidates, and and they were like, no, it's just norm. I don't think they said we don't think Russ really wants it, and I was like, no, that's not true. <laughs> that that is not true. <laughs> and they were like, oh man, <laughs> you know, Norm Norm Powell is is their guy who's been the sixth man all year, and I get it, it's a conundrum. But look, I, I don't think Russ will still trip, but you know, he he's definitely uh, he would definitely accept it if. If, if it got enough votes, that's definitely something that uh, he, he will feel honored about. You know what, though? You brought up that Batum interaction, and I'm so glad you did because you actually brought up sideline reporting and huddles on the last show. And I wanted to ask you about this, and I somehow we got sidetracked and I didn't get the chance. It must have been maybe when you, you must have launched into your radiator antifreeze story. Because <laughs> um, it's great what you. I, I have not done as much sideline reporting as you, but what little what little I did do was always for ESPN radio. It was all-star game, but it was the NBA finals. And one of the greatest gigs that I ever had in my life after Rick Buecher left ESPN for four finals, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, actually five finals between 2013 and 2017, I was ESPN radio sideline reporter at the finals. Some years there were two of us. Shelly Smith also did it. But like you said, part of the job, one of the best parts of the job is you have the license to go, to go, to lean into the huddle as best you can see as much as you can and report stuff. And I remember when I first started doing it, Buker's advice to me was, don't ever make eye contact with the coach. Look in the huddle, try to look at what's on the board, try to hear the instructions, but whatever you do, do not make eye contact with the coach. So you just you just told a story of you making eye ca- contact with Batum, which is different because he's a player, but what are do you do you employ a similar strategy or Will you just look right into Ty Lue's eyes if you can when you get the chance? Like, what? How do you how do you do deal with that? That's a good question. I've never thought about not making eye contact, but I, I guess you tend to do that anyways. Uh, you know, look. So with, as it pertains to Batum, he made eye contact with me. I was trying to avoid him because I figured he'll be going there, and so it was. It just made an awkward situation. I'm going over there, and he's making me laugh while they're just down. 
And so that was awkward. But uh, no, I think um, I don't say I, I make eye contact with the coach. I'm just looking around. I'm just scoping around the whole the whole bench area. I'm going left to right. Um, I think both all the coaches know that I'm not going to pick off a play or report a play or anything like that. And, you know, and you definitely have to be selective with what you want to use on air. You don't want to you don't want to report anything that's going to jeopardize the trust that these coaches give you, um, you know, because we have coaches meeting with the with the coaches before the game and they'll tell us a lot. Like they'll tell us, you know, start lineups, um, you know, where they're going. That, and that's not out yet. And, you, you know, you got to keep that to yourself as a broadcast partner. So, you know, you don't want to do anything to jeopardize the trust. But Stein, you know what? I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. I got a story. Do I got time for this time? I got a story about this time. <laughs> you you have all the time in the world. There is no time. You have no time limit ever. Stein. So let me tell you this. This would have been. I have to look this up. I think this would have been two playoffs ago. Matter of fact, it was two playoffs ago. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nugget playoffs. Who were they playing? Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, Denver Nuggets playoffs. Two playoffs ago. You can look that up. It was the last playoff game, right? So Coach Malone was um, – they were down 0-3 to Phoenix. And for the first three games, he was bringing, he was bringing in – he was bringing Will Barton and Monte Morris off the bench. And so the night before game four – which is a potential closeout game. The night before, I got word from multiple sources that Will Barton and Monte Morris will be inserted into the starting lineup. Right? So I had that information, and my plan was to use it to report that information sometime in the afternoon, the day of the game. The problem is, Stein. Sometimes in those meetings, again, we have those coaches meet, coach meetings before the game. And sometimes the coach will tell us, the broadcast team, who they're starting, who they're bringing off the bench. Sometimes they, they won't. So I'm hoping in this meeting that Coach Malone doesn't reveal his start lineup. But for some reason, Coach Malone did. And now I'm stuck. I'm like, damn, he just told the broadcast, but I had already told my company about the starting lineup change. So they knew I had it already. And so I'm, I'm deciding, I'm trying to debate on what should I do? What should I do? Like, how do I handle this? Like, what do I do? Because just to clarify, you're reporting for Yahoo as well as to your sideline. Correct. TNT, but you, at the time you were also writing for Yahoo. Correct. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so long story short, I talked to upper management and uh, I got to go ahead to, hey, you, you let us know before this meeting happened. You had it. You, you had planned to sit on it until a certain time. Go ahead. So I went ahead and did that in the afternoon. I got word Mike Malone was pissed. Was pissed. I'm like, Damn. I, I kind of knew it, but I was like, damn. And I'm like, you know, I had, so I'm, I'm talking to, you know, nuts, um, nuggets officials. I'm telling them, look, I understand why you think this, but I already had this information. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a reporter. I already had this information and you can talk to the higher ups at, at TNT. Yeah. But when coach Malone gives you this information, in the pregame, you're not supposed to use it. And I'm like, I had this information. And so I, I even debated Stein for that that call, that pregame meeting. I even debated not doing it because I knew what information I had. I didn't want to put myself in that situation. And uh, long story short, we get to the game, and it was the end of the third quarter, which Coach Malone is – I'm supposed to interview Coach Malone in the third quarter. He didn't do the interview. He didn't do the interview. I don't know if you ever knew that, Stein. He didn't. He didn't do the interview. I, now that you're saying all this, I do kind of vaguely remember all this. Yeah, he didn't do the interview, and so the only time a coach is not supposed to do an interview is if uh, they're up or down by twenty or more. 
but they were they were within distance. It was like a it was pretty close game going into that fourth quarter. But at the same time, I understood because he was down and you know he was down going into the fourth, and that's the final quarter to try to keep the season alive. So I didn't trip. So lightweight, I'm kind of thinking like, damn, did he do this? Did he not do this interview because of news I, I broke before, or is it because he's really into this fourth quarter? And so I really didn't know. Like, so I'm like, kind of like, man, that's messed up, bro. Like, cause I felt like I did everything the right way. I handled it the right way. I went to my company, you know, um, went to them first. And, you know, they got eliminated after that game. And, but I would say that. So I kind of felt bad. But Coach Malone called me like a week later. And I think it was at a point where I got in a bike accident at that time. But he called me a week later. And I didn't pick, I didn't pick up. I, I missed the call. He left a voice message, man, saying, Chris, we're all good, man. Hope you're having a great summer, man. And you know, it was just, it was just cool, man. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad he did that. But that, that's one of those, again, I'm taking people behind the scenes of, you know, what's some of the things, elements you got to deal with as being a sideline reporter. And that's, that's one situation that I got myself into where it was kind of, it was kind of rough. Yeah. I didn't remember the, uh, I don't remember the bike accident either, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad he did call you and it was over, but I mean, that's the thing. Cause I think the distinction here probably that we need to clarify most sideline reporters are not also journalists writing, you know, I guess written correspondence is probably the, the, the better word. Most sideline reporters are generally strictly only on TV. Whereas like when I did it for radio or Buker did it before me, or you're doing it for TNT, you are also, uh, you know, someone who writes about the league as well as covers it electronically. So I think there's always that little, little, uh, cause I remember again, I'm only doing it sparingly, but during the finals, you know, I would go to those meetings too with, you know, Mark Kestisher and Hubie Brown or, or Dr. Jack and Hubie, and I'm there and, and, you know, there's kind of that, that look where like, Hey Stein, you know, you can listen to all this, but you better not be writing it before the game because those meetings are considered off the record information for the broadcast, not to be, you know, they're not telling you to report it seven hours before tip off. They're telling it to give you background that can be used during the game broadcast. So that is, that is tricky territory for someone like you, someone like me who is doing multiple jobs at once. Yeah, that that was tough, and it was uh, again, Coach Malone. You know, he, and it was cool. I was glad he called me, left a message. Um, you know, it, it, that was that was good to hear because I definitely coming from his side, Stein. Coming from his side, I I I would see why he would think that I used his information right. to get that story, and so I, I understood that. And so that's that's those are the kind of things that make it tough. All right. Well, this this has gone in a couple of different directions that I didn't expect. So listen, we are we we are not going to do it today because there's one other topic I want to get to before we we close down. But we we will be talking more and more about the Knicks because I do think the Knicks right now have have emerged as 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 maybe the best story in basketball. Incredible run, you know, two recent wins over Boston, the way Brunson is playing, the way Julius Randle is playing. Uh, just how amazingly they've turned it around from last year. But I stick in with the West because I think, you know, so much of what we've talked about already kind of feeds into this. A Western Conference official asked me recently, Stein, who are your who are the three teams that can win the West? If 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 you had to if you had to bet right now, who are the three teams that can win the West? And I can't say what team this executive works for, but uh, I can say that his team did not make the cut. My three, the, the only three teams I think that can really win the West, Denver, I just think they've been the most consistent. The Jokic factor, you know, Murray and Porter are healthy. They've strengthened their bench. I think the Nuggets have to top the list, deserve to top the list. Despite any doubts you have about what they can do in the playoffs and are they for real, they're going to be playing in, under immense playoff prove it to us pressure, but I think Denver has to be there. Golden State, I give it to them based on, yes, they've got championship know-how. It's been a nightmare season to this point in terms of, you know, consistency, um, but I think the Warriors have to be there because of what they've done. You know, they still have 
a core three with Steph, Clay, and Draymond who, who've won four championships. They know how it feels, what it takes to go the, the playoff distance. So I think the Warriors have to be there as well. And then Phoenix, even though they're still in the embryonic stages of the Durant era, they've just got too much talent. They have to be considered a team that can coalesce and come together and get through the West. But for me, those really are the only three. I am ruling out everyone else, even in the crowded jumble in the West standings that is now goes from two down to number 13 because, you know, Memphis has been sliding here. Do you dispute that in any way? Is there anybody else I'm leaving out in the West who can win the West that's not named Nuggets, Clip, uh, no, sorry, not Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, or Warriors? It's, it's tough that you you only give me three options. It's it's really hard to dispute well, the no, Nuggets. Tell me I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, tell me. Well, no, it's just not that. It's like, damn, I want to – I still feel like I still think there's a slight chance that the Lakers can make some ground if LeBron comes back um, with enough time and, and he's healthy. Um, who else? Clippers. It would be that would be an incredible story because I just I struggle to see LeBron being you know, if we see him, is he what is he going to be? 70, 80 percent at best if he can come if the Lakers make the make, you know, make the play in, make the playoffs. I mean, I guess you give them a puncher's chance if LeBron and AD are there. But it's like, I don't know, for me, Clippers are going in the wrong direction. The Grizzlies are in a crisis. The Kings, yes, they've been absolutely impressive and storybook to be the number three seed all this time. And Mike Brown's going to win coach of the year. And Fox and Sabonis were all-stars. But, I mean, we're, we, we can't talk about the Kings making a playoff run until that we actually see them in the playoffs again. The Mavs, there's just not enough defense there around Luka and Kyrie, uh, you know, Minnesota. I mean, who – who? I, I just – I don't see it. I'll give I give you that. I'll give you that. It's hard. It's hard as of right now. We're just talking strictly as of right now. It's hard to go against Denver, Phoenix, and Golden State for the reasons you mentioned Prior. It's, it's hard. Are we but writing I, Memphis off too soon? Am I writing Memphis off too soon? Not we. You're not. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think. I, so. I, I think this is absolute chaos for them. I mean, the jaw situation is that serious that I mean, it's. And Brandon Clark is a huge piece to that team. He's a and huge Adam, piece. I mean, they're they're, they're, they're the, missing yeah. so much too now. I just i I don't think this is going to be the Grizzlies' year, um, and the Clippers. No, we every year we say what if what if Kawhi and PG are 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 there for the playoffs? But I just the signals the signals coming out of Clipperland ain't great right now. It not, but Stein, we we've done so. I think we're at the forty minute mark, man, and we, we gave we we did some had a pretty good podcast. But Stein, I know you know I, I'm going through something, and I'm not ready to to share that personally. But I know you're. You're dealing with something as well, man. So I, I want to I want to give you the floor for that. No, I appreciate that. Um, I do not like to bring my personal stuff into the into the work sphere, but I really I, I want to dedicate this show to someone I went to high school with, um, El Toro High, class of 1987. Uh, we we got the news just I I only found out uh, today. Um, and we're recording this on Monday for, for Tuesday just distribution. Someone I went to high school with, someone very dear to me, uh, passed suddenly over the weekend. His name was Mac Powell, and he was traveling with his family on a family vacation in Hawaii. And I just want to dedicate this show to him because um, I was incredibly fortunate to go to a high school. We... In our senior year, we had one of the best teams in the history of Southern California. And that's not just uh, hyperbole from someone who obviously roots for his own school. I mean, you can look it up. The El Toro High School football team in 1986 was an absolute powerhouse. First of three quarterbacks who went to the pros and Brett Johnson, just a slew of Division I guys. Um, and Mac was Mac Powell was the Bo Jackson of my high school. He didn't play on the football team. They tried to get him to play on the football team. So he would have, he would have played football for one of the best 
high school teams in Southern California history, except he was saving his body for his basketball and baseball prowess. Just an absolutely incredible athlete. The athlete of all my high school years when I think of great athletes that I grew up with in my childhood. I mean, he is number one on the list and just an absolutely tragic loss in our in the community of, of, of all the people that I went to high school with. And I just want to send the warmest wishes and best wishes and deepest condolences and just all the strength and love I can muster to his wife, Kim and his son, Boog, who Boog so talented in his own right that he's, he made it to the major leagues as an outfielder. So um, incredibly athletic family and uh, Maxter, Love you, and you will be so, so missed. And, uh, Chris, thanks for letting me do that. I really appreciate it. Uh, my, my condolences to you and, and to him and his family, man. Just, I understand how tough it is. Yeah, I, I appreciate the sentiments because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This one, uh, this one definitely has me shaking. But, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of This League Uncut. Chris and I will be back with one more episode this week. I will try not to mess up the recording schedule anymore because, again, Mr. Haynes is the one who's flying all over the place, uh, and I shouldn't be messing this up, so I will do better. Guys, thanks, Emil, for being with us, and we will be back with you soon. And, of course, please rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for listening. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.